0: Yeah. So this is the execsum podcast. My name is Boomer. Um, I guess I'll call myself Boomer, even though I'm gen X, I ran a, uh, multi-strat fund. We did the first leverage buyout without equity. So that's infinite returns. Um, since the 1980s during the mid 2010s and like all sensible people who make a lot of money, we converted our fund into a family office. And so I'm really be your guide through execsum somehow liquidity roped me into doing this. Um, you know, all I gotta say is it gets better. Keep on turning that book, make the fonts better. And maybe you can wind up in a place like I am, which is basically semi retired. Um, retired retired at the end of my thirties or I'm just basically trying to say I'm better than you. Um, So yeah, markets rose last night after the S&P closed the record high. Yeah, they did that. Uh, I was up trading S&P futures. And uh, what was so weird about last week was the market was like, we hated the Fed minutes and inflation transitory, blah, blah, blah. And there was this enormous overnight sell-off. S&P futures just kept getting hammered. Everything was getting hammered around the world. And Nikkei fell 1,200 points. And then... Powell went to go testify in front of Congress and they were like, no, we love this. But he said the exact same thing. So, you know, I don't know. It's not a very, you know, stock markets a little bit mystery on that one for me. Um, And uh, these stress tests, having lived through eight, oh, eight or nine, these are a product of um, the Dodd-Frank reform. It's actually done a pretty good job. And of course they pass because they're required to pass. And, you know, So whoever wrote that they would do well at a major recession, that's not really the question. The question is do they have enough capital reserves to meet the illiquid uh, assets that they have on their balance sheet. In earnings news, Carnival posted a $2.1 billion. Who the fuck goes on cruises? I've never been on a cruise. I mean, it just looks like a giant, like there was one where they like ran aground or something and, Everybody had to, like, take craps in plastic bags. I mean, who, who goes on crew? Is this poor shaming? I don't mean to poor shame anyone. It's just why would you want to be stuck at sea on a floating barge filled with sewage um, with a bunch of people you don't know I and mean, who are probably, like, really drunk and, you know, just gross. So, but, you know, Q2 saw bookings rise 45% Q over, quarter over quarter. I mean, in other words, 12 people. Decided to go on a big shit yacht. Um, Blackberry in the news, very good. I still use a Blackberry. And uh, I know several people who do. It's the best messaging device. And I've never, I've never been hacked, and I don't get the kind of crap you get on iPhones. Um, I know I got picked up by Wall Street Bad, so I really don't get it. But Blackberry actually, the, the software gets used a lot in uh, automotive platforms. It powers uh, Ford's uh, infotainment system, I believe. And so, uh, you know, cruise ship. Who the fuck is on cruise? Really, honestly. Um, yeah, 99 people remain unaccounted for in Condo, Townie, condo Tower in Miami collapse. That's not good. Uh, but if my guess is that if a Condo Tower collapsed, Wexford Capital, of Greenwich, Connecticut, was probably the funder on that one. Um, no problem saying that. And Dreeson Horwich launches a $2.2 billion crypto fund and is radically optimistic despite price factors. You know why they raised a the $2.2 billion crypto fund? Because they can. Just like a dog licks his balls because he can. And although, you know, I've said that before, but now that I think about it, I'm not sure if I would lick my balls if I could. Because they're still balls. They're yours, but they're, I'm not sure I would do that. Um, they raised, in recent really went heavy into the coinbase pre-ipo shares i mean they're buying it in the secondary market and they made some ungodly like you know 500x return these guys are not stupid however 2.2 billion dollars almost too big uh you know i mean you need sort of four coding guys sitting around an office doing crypto stuff so it's not clear how they're going to deploy all that much capital but it's noteworthy um on washington there was movement on the bipartisan infrastructure deal back and forth you know whatever bridges i don't know if you are you invested in bridges maybe that's relevant to you if you've got like a big bridge investment hey that's probably pretty important to the bridge and tunnel crowd though which for those of you don't know are the people who come into manhattan from you know jersey over a bridge or tunnel and you know flex on the weekends and then go home to their sort of sad jersey Why? no offense. Again, not poor shaming. Not poor shaming at all. Not poor shaming at all. This podcast is brought to you by uh, Masterworks who really needs to get a new ad copy here. I mean hedge funds started buying tests at seven fifty. So what? Hedge funds have been underperforming and I know this because I just which did all my withdrawals uh from hedge funds which have yes underperformed the S and P by just a whole yeah a whole lot and uh the best reason for masterworks i collect art because i can afford it and so uh unless you have 50 million to build an art correction yourself well i you know i have a lichtenstein you don't and so uh one of the ways you can own part of a lichtenstein is through masterworks i will say I'm, i'm a big fan of this strategy because there's a sort of saying you know when you're trading which is that things that are expensive tend to get more expensive. And we've seen record after record after record of Basquiat, uh, you know, paintings, for example, um, a little flex you can use with your girlfriend. If you get an art museum, is impressionism was originally a derogatory term given to the art that was produced by guys like Monet and Van Gogh. Um, those guys had the last laugh as those paintings go for hundreds and millions of dollars. But, uh, it's a good strategy. Look, uh, you know, my, my Rolex collection has outperformed the S and P this year. There's a lot of non-traditional assets that you can be, um, involved in. And I think this, this, these guys know what they're doing. And for those guys who are still in the undergrad. Maybe think about it, throwing an art history minor in there. I mean, you need to know how to spend it. If you're going to go make all this money on wall street plus, um, there are some extremely attractive members of the opposite sex who take work history and deal flow, this deal, that deal, you know, unless you were staffed on a deal, do you really care that, uh, you know, Canadian Imperial bank of commerce agreed to buy a stake in loop capital. also what is loop capital? A lot of FinTech news. Um, and, um, Let's see, Keppel, a Singaporean. Um, Singapore is also known as the Lion City. It's a little thing you, you can win trivia, bar trivia with that. Um, although they'll probably ask you something stupid, but it's also known as the Lion City. And uh, it's an authoritarian state, but everybody's kind of chill. It's like weird. And it is the, um, it's, uh, it's where they trade jet fuel futures, is what you need to know um vc this is my favorite i just find vc endlessly funny i mean goat group the parent group of an online sneaker marketplace seriously seriously For, is that real i mean I, look i'm i'm into some i click some pretty weird shit but um i can understand yeah no that's sure i got some old bo jacksons um that nike bo jacksons that kind of keep segregated or whatever but uh, they got a $3.7 billion valuation. I, I'm, I'm just, I guess a question, okay, if you literally went out and bought every sort of high-end sneaker shoe, would you, you know, that are that are skate shoes, like limited release for Nike and all that, would that even be worth that $3.7 billion? I, I doubt it. But uh, good for them, good group. I almost feel like there's like a flex, like the weirder, you can name yourself the better you're going to do with these vc guys um vc people are terrible um they use awful lingo like um tam total adjustable market and they're just i mean I, that's not fair that's not fair some of these guys are really cool and smart and everything but most of them are pretty awful um and in, ironically, Sanity. Sanity, a startup aiming to make data and content easier to use across different platforms, raised $39 million by of growth. Sanity. There's no Sanity in venture There's $250 billion of dry powder in venture capital funds. And the average like venture capital check you need to write is between 3 and $5 million. How does it even get deployed? Um. Nobody knows. Um, paid time off. Startup sorbet raises 15. That's, I mean, come on. NFT marketplace. Tap, tap, send. You know, one of the real questions to me is whenever you're reading the VC section of exact Sum, which I love, I think it's my favorite part. I kind of like to feel, I kind of like to ask myself, Is am I reading Urban Dictionary? Because... You know, tap, tap, send. That could have some different meanings. Um, And, you know, we're still with the deal in a pretty good market. I would not buy a single, I would definitely not buy a Chinese IPO. Did you know they don't have gap in China, general accounting, uh, generally accepted accounting principles? So I don't understand how you're supposed to even value a Chinese company. But if you want to get into it, it's uh, going public. Um, and on the SPAC news, you know, the weirdest thing about SPACs is that you're, the the people who have the SPAC are not allowed to engage in any conversations with potential target companies. And so the big dig on SPACs are, uh, you know, they're overvalued and all that other kind of stuff. But because the SEC puts that handicap, which you can't talk to any potential targets. You do have to just invest in the blank check company. And I'm not really sure why they created that wall. But, uh, you know, I can't take the SPAC market seriously. But I know that there's a lot of people who have done well with some of their SPAC investing. But I got to say that the people who are who are underwriting this stuff, once this once it's out there, they don't really care. They get their fees and they go home. So that's been the exact um, market summary for... Uh, June 25th, 2021 This is your host, Boomer Have a great weekend I think. hope you all have the best weekend possible I mean, I hope that John There's got to be somebody listening to this name John John, I hope this is the big weekend Man, you're going to lose your V-card This is your weekend So it's time to take big risks, buddy Time to step up Thanks a lot for listening And tune in next week as we create more episodes, I guess